Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Back and better than ever, Greeny presented by Progressive Insurance. T-minus 10 days to the season. Huge transactions coming, perhaps one as soon as today. We've got Statement Golf. We've got Swan Song Serena. And Hembo is busy having babies. All that more. Let's do this. Here we go. Go, go. Only one place to start. Well, one place to start is brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. The smartest thing I can do every single day when I'm here is after we wrap up, get up. To keep some of my friends around to talk football or more with us, and we have just the right people to do it. Graziano and Tannenbaum, good enough to stick around after we wrap up the TV show. Fellas, thank you both, as always. Interesting stuff out there. I want to start with something that isn't that interesting, except for the ramifications of it. And that is that the NFL players, when NFL Network does its list of the top 100 players in football, that's interesting to me. Not that it's really significant, nope. except that it is to the extent that it is voted on by the other players. So to see what the players think. And Dan Graziano, I thought you made an excellent point in our early, meeting, our early show meeting today, which is that for them to choose Tom Brady, number one, at this stage of his career, demonstrates not only how much they respect him as a player, but the fact that somehow he's managed to be around this long and not engendered the level of jealousy and other things that might otherwise come with that position. Yeah, or else he did, and he's played and excelled long enough that he came back out of it, right? right. Like, that's the whole, like if you have player-generated lists, you could absolutely see that descending into, yes, jealousy, resentment, right? Like, you, you, you see, whenever you see, like, overrated, underrated lists, it's always about who makes the most money. So, yeah, Brady is obviously immune to that. He's gone well past it. Like we said on the show, you have guys that are busting their tails to win one Super Super Bowl, maybe in their whole careers, this guy's won seven. There's nothing but respect for that. Well, not only that, but there are literally now players voting in this survey who grew up watching and idolizing Tom Brady. They they didn't grow up competing against him. They grew up dreaming of being him or of, of playing on a field with him. So that's where he is. That said, he doesn't look good. He doesn't sound good. And I, I want to make it 100% clear. All you have to do is go on any social media. You're aware of what some of the speculation is about what's going on in his life. There will be none of that here. It is by no means our place or business to speculate on what may or may not be going on in his personal life. Beyond to say that he looks like a person and and openly acknowledges being a person who's dealing with some stuff away from the field. And to whatever degree that impacts his ability, Mike T., to play as well as he did a year ago, it feels important because... This is a team that I think needs him to be that guy if they're going to win. Yeah, there's no question. And look, we're all human, and you know we're going to find out if this humanizes Tom Brady because clearly he doesn't look the same green. I think you're characterizing it correctly. So to me, this is about if I'm Todd Bowles, the new head coach of the Buccaneers, like how do we win games, especially early until guys like Chris Godwin come back? And again, speculating that maybe Gronkowski comes back. 
And I think they have to lean on their defense. And I think the way Todd Bowles is going to manage this team, they'll probably be a little bit more risk adverse. And that's typical of defensive head coaches. So I think Tom Brady isn't the same right now. This offense isn't the same. But I still think they could be a very good team. Yeah. I, I Look, with Brady and with the Bucks, when Brady is their quarterback, it, it really is Super Bowl or bust. I, I know, sure. Dan, you don't like that phrase much. Yeah. But in his case, it's hard to say, well, if they win – two playoff games and lose a heartbreaker in the NFC championship game. It was a success. You know, I, I get it that on, on, on some way of thinking, it's hard to say, well, that's a failure. But when Tom Brady is your quarterback and he's 45 years old, it sort of feels like anything short of the Super Bowl is a failure. And when you wanted his first year there, right? I mean, like, that's the thing. He has set his own standard. Uh, and I believe he would a- admit to that, that he, that he would, because I mean, I used to cover uh, baseball I used to cover the Yankees and Derek Jeter. You know when you'd ask him at the end of the season, what kind of year did you think you do you think you had? He said, "Well, did we win the World Series?" And that was his answer. If yep. it was yes, he had a great year. If no, so I, I think Brady's probably a little bit like that. And uh, I think you're absolutely right. I, I, that's where they have their sights set. There's no question about it. Here's where I see it differently, guys. Ten, fifteen years from now, when he's having a glass of wine on his porch and he looks back at his career, which is you know beyond reproach by any measure, I think what he's doing in Tampa gives him the ability to look at things even a little bit different from a standpoint of, I did it without Bill Belichick. I was able to go on and win a championship or greeting, as you said, be ranked number one by my peers. It's another box that I could check as Tom Brady to be like, I am beyond reproach. I had a great quarter uh, head coach, obviously, for most of my career in the formative years of my career, but I went on and I was successful without him. Yeah. That may well be, but that's not, that not worth a ton to Todd Bowles and the other players on the team when Brady's sitting on his deck drinking wine. Like they're, they're, he's on the team so they can win a Super Bowl. No, there's no question about that, yeah. but going to your Jeter comparison, to me, when he looks back, I think this validates his decision to leave New England and he picked the right team. Well, look, he, I think that's been done. That, to your point, he has nothing to prove. There is nothing left for him to accomplish nope. that will in any way impact his legacy which is one of the many reasons that it might have made sense for him to step away. So the fact that he comes back, and, and Graziano, look, it's impossible. I, there's no, under no circumstances am I going to sit here and say he does, he, his, his heart is not in this because I don't know that, and with right. him, how could you question that? But all of his actions, going back to his retirement and then the haphazard way that he came back, just the sort of sudden announcement on Selection Sunday, not that that's relevant to anyone, but but whatever, to just the way he's talked, to the 11-day break, to the way he looked on Saturday, it doesn't remind you of the same guy that we have seen for the previous 20-whatever-it-is years. I think that's the key thing here as we're assessing this, because we don't know what's going on, and we don't know how it's going to go, right? But we, he gets the benefit of the doubt, and he's earned it. Like if anybody else was doing this, you'd be like, oh, their head's not in it. Blah. blah. We we don't say that about Tom Brady because we've been wrong so many times when we said uh, maybe he can't do it this time. But he does seem different. The, the consistency of this individual over the past however many years uh, is, is something that we've we've grown used to, and he doesn't sound the same. To your point, the actions that he's taken this off season they aren't in keeping with that kind of consistency. Something is off. Something is different. He admitted as much in the press conference the other day uh, that he's dealing with something. Uh, it, it's a story that's going to hover over them until we see him hit the field and, and play great, assuming that's what happens. Which he may very well. Yes. They will open with Dallas in, in what is one of the genuinely great star-driven sure. <laughs> openers that you could ever possibly dream up. I'm Greeny. We're presented by Progressive Insurance here to help you score big savings 
To see how much you can save on auto insurance, visit Progressive.com. Let's run through a couple of other uh, storylines here as we are less than two weeks. We're 10 days away from the kickoff on that Thursday night, and then the rest of the league is 13 or 14 days away from starting their seasons. Uh, Mike Tannenbaum, how should the 49ers be handling the Jimmy Garoppolo situation now? Cutdown day is tomorrow. So every team in the NFL has to have their roster at 53 players. One would assume that means if they don't have any plans for Jimmy G, and they don't, that he wouldn't be there. You made the point on TV with us this morning that his contract isn't guaranteed until, is it kickoff of the first game, the day before, whatever it is, right week one. Right. Do you expect them to do something with Garoppolo as soon as today or tomorrow? They should. I mean, if they want to be fair to him and maximize his ability sign, presumably with Seattle or Cleveland, they should. Now, they could... The third option, Greeny, would be to say, you know what, hey, we're going to take you into the first four weeks of the season. If Team X has an injury, then we're going to trade you. The risk with that is now you have to pay him $24.2 million, regardless if you do that or not. Presumably, they need that cap space to sign Nick Bosa to an extension. So there's a big risk if you're the 49ers. And I know from my experience, guys, like sometimes your audience is your locker room. And what I mean by that, they're going to watch very carefully how John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan – Treat Jimmy Garoppolo, who, oh, by the way, as you said on the show, Greeny, was two minutes away from being in another Super Bowl twice in three years. So if they string this out till next Saturday and cut him, yeah. that, 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 that's bad business. And it's the worst message you can send to your locker room. So if you're, quote, unquote, want to do the right thing, you, you scour the league one more time today. Try to trade him to the AFC. And if you can't, you let him go, and then both sides can move on. So what it sounds to me like you're saying is the likeliest scenario here is that Jimmy Garoppolo, a for whatever it is he isn't, a very accomplished NFL quarterback with Super Bowl pedigree, Dan Graziano, is likely to be available to every team in the sport as soon as tomorrow. Yeah, 4 o'clock Eastern tomorrow, teams have to cut their rosters down to 53. Now, you can still make moves after that. They could, they could keep Jimmy G there, but they'd have to cut somebody else to do it, somebody that they probably would like to have on their team. So it would be a pretty stubborn move to do that just because you're holding out hope of a trade. They haven't been able to find a trade, whatever reason. He had the shoulder surgery. Obviously, that hurt them. He's, he's got the $24 million fully guaranteed. Obviously, that hurts them. There aren't a lot of teams that can take that on. Somebody trading for him would have to agree with him in advance to restructure, rework the contract. They haven't been able to do it. They have been, at, at ever since drafting Trey Lance, and maybe even in the weeks before they did, they've been straight with Jimmy Garoppolo. He has been the good soldier. There is no reason to make this an ugly parting, right? So I, I, I don't know what would stop them from releasing him today or tomorrow because they've been waiting for someone else's situation to change. If right. someone needs a quarterback, we haven't seen that, thankfully. We haven't seen a lot of big-name quarterback injuries around the league. Hopefully we don't. Uh, but I think it, it's time, and, uh, and he's not in their plans, as you said. I, I, I would expect it to happen today or so, tomorrow. So then we get to the next piece. Then what happens? Well, who needs Jimmy Garoppolo, right? I mean, the two teams that, that, that Mike listed, Seattle and Cleveland, major question marks at quarterback for various reasons. Uh, is Jimmy Garoppolo an upgrade over Jacoby Brissett? I think, you know, probably. But more importantly, they don't have any depth right now in Cleveland behind Jacoby Brissett because Deshaun Watson suspended the first 11 games. And, and I, I don't think, I mean, as, you know, as, as, as great a guy and as intelligent, it doesn't seem like Josh Dobbs is the guy you want to go into the season as your backup quarterback. And Seattle's got Geno Smith and Drew Locke, and they feel good about Geno, but depth at that position is important. So 
Yeah, I, I think that, that, that would be very interesting. And to see who else. That's the thing. Whose situation looks different to them than it does to us? Might there be a team that jumps into this that we're not thinking of on Jimmy Garoppolo once he's free to sign? If you want to connect the dots, the other one would be Houston. They have Davis Mills right. and their GM. Nick Casario is obviously very familiar with Jimmy G going back to New England. I mean, even New England, you know, does he get reunited to be Mac Jones' mm-hmm. back? I mean, there's obviously other situations, but... Greeny, this should be resolved sooner than later from really both sides. See, if Garoppolo will then be able to choose where he goes to, right. right? He's a free agent, so he can go wherever he wants to go. If I'm Garoppolo, I don't want to go to New England. I want to go to a place where I can play. This becomes like a one-year audition, and if he plays really well, he, he would be— Well, season starts really soon. I right. guess I can't say he would start 11 games in Cleveland, but he would have a chance— to start a lot of games in Cleveland if he goes there, and that is then his best chance to get a really big deal next year, which I have to assume is at least part of his motivation right now. Sure, he's trying to have his career and continue his career and be a starting quarterback in the NFL, as he's been uh, for the last several years. And remember, when he got traded to San Francisco in season, they had to, because of injuries, they had to start him sooner than they wanted to, and he, and he played well Great. even before he, lo- he learned that offense. So, yeah, I don't, he doesn't, he's not going to sign somewhere tomorrow or Wednesday and then start for that team week one. But he could be in the mix sooner rather than later, depending on where it is. I would wait if I were him, right? Because you want the field to be as broad as possible. Maybe you don't want to go to Cleveland where you know you're going to lose your job in week 13, right? Maybe you don't like what, what Seattle has. I, 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 I think I would, I would take so you're a saying shot wait until there things, is an injury, the inevitable September quarterback or, injury. Or somebody doesn't play as well as, you know, right? Somebody's quarterback, turns out Geno Smith can't get it done. Turns out Drew Locke can't get it done. Maybe Seattle's going to pay me more now than they would in the, in the first week of September. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very interesting. We've got a lot of business left to attend to before the season gets underway. Tannebaum, great to see you as always. Graziano, you. you're going to be around all day, right? You'll come back a little later. all day. All right, we're going to bring Graz <laughs> back a little later. There's a few other notes I want to get to. Greeny here. You know what makes AutoZone America's number one battery destination? It's because they offer free battery testing and charging and Reliable replacement batteries starting at just $79.99. And they've always got your battery solution. Get in the zone with AutoZone. As we continue, we'll catch up on everything I missed last week, including the best thing that could possibly have happened to a sport I love. That's on the way. This is Greeny, and you're listening to ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, 
give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. All right, Greeny with you here on ESPN Radio. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and the assembled members of the hashtag crew have assembled. One of them is notably missing. As I bring Nuno and Bubba into the conversation, the two of them are busy scheming how they can figure out to get some time off. And here's the reason. Our beloved Hembo, who has been my right-hand man for a decade at this point, is off. uh, He's busy having babies. And I say that purposely in the plural uh, because his, his delightful wife, Liz, is having a twin girls, and they are scheduled to do so tomorrow. So super exciting time for him and for their family. Now, leave it to Nuno in particular to be trying to work an angle on something this beautiful. You, Nuno, are busy trying to figure out what? So one of the perks of working for Disney is you get a lot of child bonding time. So Hembo, so I guess it's per kid, you get eight weeks. So Hembo's, they're having twins, so they get 16 weeks. Now, to be clear, he will be back long before yes, that. Exactly. But that, it, is, exactly. that he, is what he, the company offers, which correct. is delightful and very nice. Yeah, supposedly, right? But yes, he knows that if he wants to keep his job kidding that like fall is the biggest time and then you can take those eight weeks within a year that's the beauty of it right so it's kind of figuring out like hey you know i don't have any children does does it seem like i'm gonna have some in the near future but like do you know if i adopt a 17 year old uh, per, you know child and like work out you know see if it works out for eight weeks and then if not like after 18 be like sorry it didn't work out like kind of just figuring out ways to uh get some eight weeks off so let's just make it clear that having been on vacation for a week, I come back, and in our first commercial break, the first opportunity I have to chat with Nuno and Bubba real time in over a week, the conversation they're having is whether or not they can pull a scam by adopting a 17-year-old and taking the time off that you get for that, and then once that 17-year-old turns 18, like maybe adopt a kid who's a, a, a month away, and then not have to worry about it. That that's that's the 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 level to which this thing has sunk, Bubba. I mean, are are you duly ashamed of yourself for giving this these kinds of thoughts? I mean, look, I'm not really a part of this here. I'm, we're just kind of having a conversation. I'd like to point out, Nuno has like 60 million weeks of vacation already. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even use it. And then when he's on vacation, he doesn't even go anywhere. So what is he talking about that he wants 16 more weeks? He was just off multiple weeks all of July. Ask him where he went. He's not going to say he went anywhere. He just sat at home. So I don't. What does he want? 16 more weeks for well, well to be fair one of those weeks was wrapped around covid so like okay so. fine well, what about the other weeks did you literally go anywhere outside of your hometown 
I went to Vegas, but that was for that work. That was for work. And that so, like, count. I came back after a Vegas, you need a vacation. So I relaxed after a while. You relaxed at home. If I may dive into the middle of this, I will tell you guys the scam I found myself thinking about. So I had travel nightmares. By the way, ever since the day that I said that I think it is cheesy when famous people call out the airlines on Twitter, I have had nothing but one travel nightmare after another, and it was it literally was all I could do to keep from tweeting about it yesterday and the airline that completely ruined my family's day. My son Stephen did not get home until one forty seven in the morning last night. Um, but, but so that's neither here nor there. I, I didn't mention it because I just don't like it when other people do it. So I guess I can't be that guy. But here's the scam I have tried to figure out. I would like to start a business because I get very frustrated when they start boarding the airplane, Nuno, and the first announcement they make is anyone who needs a little extra time. And inevitably, there are people who get up and start walking over there who don't look like they obviously need any extra time. Now, I understand that there are any number of concerns and considerations people can have that are not visibly obvious. But here's a business I would like to start. I think we should be able to rent Fake casts, like right when you walk in the airport, like if you walked in, if I could walk over there and I'd say for 10 bucks, I could get like a cast that something that on my leg that looks like a cast with which I could then limp onto the airplane when they first announced that you can board. I think that there's an idea in this. There's a money-making scheme in this somewhere, Nuno, that you seem like just the right person with your devious mind to figure out how we're going to do it. Yeah, I was thinking maybe go arm cast because you don't have to limp. So the arm cast and but the problem like, with the arm cast, if I may, then is why do would you, you really be cutting need the line? extra time if you your do, arm though, is broken? Because you do like you got to get your stuff like through and and put it up. Like yeah, I think you maybe be able to handle that. I don't know. There's a part of me that wants to go leg. I'll limp. I mean, I actually turned to Stace at one point yesterday. I was like, can I just limp up there? Because you have people walking up there who are clearly younger than I am. And from every obvious, in every visible way, in perfectly good health. And yet they need a little extra time to get on this plane. And, and I would like to, to get on this plane because I know what's going to happen is they're going to sit there and they're going to put their bags directly over where I'm going to be sitting. And now my bag is going to wind up like five rows behind. And when it's time to get off the plane, I got to go back there and get it. And I had a turnaround yesterday in Denver, Nuno. You will appreciate this. My, my flight, well, my flight was supposed to be nine o'clock in the morning yesterday. That didn't happen. I wound up landing in Denver at 1245. And boarding began on my new flight at 1246. I swear I'm not making that up. And I am running like an idiot through the Denver airport. Have you ever been in the Denver airport? That is the biggest place in the I was entire there this world. Summer. Is that the largest? If that's not the biggest airport in the world, it's got to be close. I mean, I, I haven't done a study of this. Someone look this up. What is the biggest airport in the world? If it is in Denver, I don't, know what, it, it. I don't know what it could possibly be if it isn't that. Because it's huge. It never ends. And yesterday I had to go from one end of the of, of it to the other, and I had one minute to do it. <laughs> it is the largest in the U.S. Okay. I have not checked the world yet. But I, I, I swear on my wow. life I didn't nice. even look that up. You just just take a step in it, and you can't miss it. It never ends. So anyway, that was my weekend. But anyway, let, let's get back to some sports here if we can. I'll get back to the football a little bit later. L- let me bring back what I teased. 
which is, while I was gone, the best thing that could possibly have happened to a sport I love happened. And that is... And to, to give me credit again, I've been saying this for two months. Mine is that sort of rare genius that will not be fully appreciated until long after it's time. The genius, you said? Your genius. He's genius, eh? We're not going to appreciate your brilliance until you're gone. Brilliant. I have been saying for two months now, Nuno, that the Nets should keep this team together, keep Kevin Durant, keep Kyrie Irving, put Ben Simmons out there on the floor, and just see what you have. They tried to put together a dynasty, and we've never seen it. We've never, for a variety of reasons, injury, vaccination, just general dysfunction, we've never seen them make a run at this thing. How could you break it up before it even starts? That would be like the Beatles breaking up before they recorded a song. So you got to try this. And so finally, they're going to do it. And I tell you what, they stood up to Durant. And they said, here's what we're going to do. We're not trading you. We're not firing the coach. We're not firing the general manager. For crying out loud, shut up and play. And I understand that that takes some – I didn't mean it with the connotation that some people will utilize that for. But at some point, you got to play. And they, have to, they had to count on the fact that he will, which he now will. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, Nuno. They're going to be great. This is your worst nightmare happening here because Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons are each individually highly motivated. Durant, because when you cut through all of the other nonsense that goes with him, he's one of the greatest players that ever lived and burns to be great. Kyrie Irving has every reason in the world to show up and play every single day because he's never going to get paid anywhere near what he genuinely deserves or what his talent would suggest he is worth if he doesn't go out there and play every single day. And Simmons, I think, has to... Ben Simmons is a guy who who is, I think, has put himself in some serious jeopardy of the whole world forgetting that he's like an all-NBA caliber player. No one talks about him that way anymore. But that's how good he is. So they are going to be motivated. They're going to be together. I think the Nets are a legitimate championship contender as currently constituted. Nuno, agree or disagree? No, I agree with you. And obviously, you know, if you saw the the money change in terms of uh, in Vegas with Caesars of uh, their odds kept just improving like throughout the, this process last week. I do believe that they are, I want to say the favorites. Let me see what the Bucks look like. But my only question will be, was there any promises made to Durant in that meeting in terms of if things go sideways, hey, Steve Nash, sorry, we're, we'll move on from you. That'll be the first you know, the first move we make. And if things are really bad, we will trade, you know, we will look to trade you at that point. Like, that's my only thing. Right now, Josiah looks like, not looks like, right now, Josiah has gained control of his organization, but at what cost in the near future? Look, here's the one thing I'll say. Do, does anyone think that Kevin Durant's problem was Steve Nash? Like, does anyone think that's the issue? I'll tell you what Kevin Durant's problem is. And Charles Barkley said it on the radio in Phoenix. I'm looking at a story from USA Today that transcribes an interview that he did on a radio station in Phoenix in which he said of Kevin Durant, quote, 
He seems like a miserable person. I call him Mr. Miserable. He's never going to be happy. Everybody's given him everything on a silver platter. He was the man in Oklahoma City. They loved him. He owned the entire state. He bolts on them. He wins championships in Golden State. He's still not happy. Then he goes to Brooklyn. They give him everything he wants, and he's still miserable. That's right. Because contrary to what a lot of people believe, happiness is not something that can be bought with money. Money can make less complicated a lot of problems. But happiness is something that is inside of you. It's not something that is caused, aside from fleetingly, by external circumstances. The things that happen to you in your life, by and large, while they impact your perspective on things, they do not determine whether you are happy or not. And I think all of us know, if you just sit back and think, do you know people who have tons of money, who have tons of reason to, to be celebrating life, who you look at and you think, oh my goodness, if I could switch lives with that person, and they do not seem happy to you. That's not disingenuous. It's not a sign of weakness. Happiness is not easy for everybody. And on the flip side, how many people do you know who have one bad thing after another happen to them, whether that be that they are not in a, in a, in a favorable financial situation or any of the myriad other things that can befall people in life, and yet they maintain an unwaveringly positive attitude. And yet they seem to be happy people. Happiness is not something that you buy. Happiness is something that comes from within, not from without. So all the things Charles just named, they are all things that happened without. They're all things that happen outside of Kevin. If Kevin is ever going to be a happy person, and I don't know him personally well, but it is so evident as you sit to the side and watch this, you observe him as one who has lived this life and walked in these shoes, that there is an element of happiness that eludes him. That is something he himself must find. And he will not find it in Memphis or in Phoenix or in any other place that he might be traded to. It's something he must find inside himself. And until he does, none of the rest of that stuff is going to matter. It is, to use an old overused expression, it is shuffling around the deck chairs, right? But having said all of that, he's going to play somewhere and he's going to be great. So if you're the Nets, you're crazy if you don't want that to be you. If you don't want that place to be Brooklyn and you don't want that place, that team to be you. So I think they're going to be really good. I don't think they're trading him. I don't think he's going anywhere. I think they're going to start winning. I think he's going to be as happy as he gets. I think Kyrie is going to be as motivated as he gets. I think Ben Simmons is going to be ridiculously good because for the first time in his career, they won't need for one second for him to do the things he does and do well. That's another part of this, Nuno, is that Ben Simmons, for as great as he has been, and again, he is a, an all-NBA caliber player with the deficiencies, People are always trying to figure out, well, what, what if we can get him to score? What if he would just shoot already? What if we what, think about how good he might be if he did X, Y, and Z? They don't need him to do any of that. They've got people to do that. They need him just to do the things at which he is already brilliant. I think he's going to be the happiest he's ever been, and he's going to be used better for his purposes than he's ever been before. The Nets are going to be ridiculously good, and all three of those guys are going to be good. That's my prediction, Nuno. Yeah, that kind of stinks. I mean, it stinks for you. I mean, it truly Because it, you're a Nick fan, but it is what the, the truth is you agree. Here's yes. the reason you say it stinks is because you know I'm right. Yeah, and they 
they have the makings of a potentially really, really good team, right? You're talking about that. You're talking about a roster that still has Seth Curry. You're hoping that you get, you know, something from Joe Harris, which is that, that you know, that shooting. They made a heck of a trade for Royce O'Neal from Utah. So they have these pieces in place. They can play a specific style. They have these guys that are extremely motivated or you believe will be extremely motivated when it, the season starts. And... Yeah, you'll see. I think this is also the last opportunity for an NBA team, the quote-unquote super super teams. Like, I think this is it, right? Like, we will see if this idea if will continue or if it's a, if it's a wrap. All right, we're going to find out. I agree with you. They may be the last of the super teams. And with every fiber of my being, I hate super teams and what they have done to the NBA. But I'm actually rooting for this experiment to go well, despite my, my, all of my misgivings. Because I just, I, at the end of the day, I'm in the interesting business, and I think they have a chance to be extraordinarily interesting and extraordinarily good. All right, we have come this far, and we have still not gotten to what was my favorite moment of the weekend by far. We will catch up with that and more next. It's Greeny, back and better than ever on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. So my favorite event of the weekend in sports, Nuno and Bubba, was also the one that caused me some frustration, and I will explain to you why. Uh, It was obviously Northwestern football beating Nebraska on Saturday in a game that was played in Ireland that it broke my heart not to be there, but I had family stuff and we just weren't able to make it. But I would love to have been at that game, and obviously I've seen so many videos from so many of my friends who are over there. Michael Wilbon sent me a great video of uh, himself with the group he was sitting with as the final seconds uh, ticked off the clock and it was a a wonderful victory for Northwestern and here's here's the like right now on our screen it says Nebraska loses to Northwestern 28 to 31 now I don't know if they're just doing that to aggravate me 
Um, but what I was not crazy about was the way everyone acted after that game like it was the greatest upset of all time, like this was some shocking result. And like the decision by Scott Frost, the coach of Nebraska, to attempt an onside kick when he did in the third quarter, which was an odd move. And I agree, questionable to say the least. And one of those that when it goes as badly as that one did, when Northwestern recovers it and then goes right down and scores and then takes retakes control of the game, it seems as though, well, had it not been for the onside kick, the rest of it never would have happened. But the reality is, if you watch these teams play over the years, I don't think that was the only reason Northwestern won the game. You can't, I, do not, I do not like this idea that I feel like is out there that, well, if Scott Frost doesn't attempt that onside kick, clearly Nebraska is going to win. Northwestern takes punches better than any football team you've ever seen. We, and I, I was texting this with somebody yesterday. Falling behind by 11 points in the third quarter for us is, is not, for Northwestern's football team, is, is not by any means, well, this game's over. The other team has the momentum and we're done here. I guess what I'm trying to say is I think Northwestern was going to win that game anyway. Now, that doesn't mean that if I'm a Nebraska fan, I'm not enraged and furious and Scott Frost's already tenuous standing um, in Lincoln, I'm sure, is greatly impacted by that. Every fan wants him fired yesterday, and I get it. And I'm not questioning you. I would feel the same way if I were sitting where you're sitting. But the reality is Northwestern had over 500 yards of offense in that game. They ran the ball for over 200 yards. They ran the ball on 16 consecutive plays to finish the game, including a long drive right by the end in which the defense knew a run was coming on every single play, and they couldn't stop it. That didn't happen because the coach tried an onside kick early in the third quarter. That happened because that was a dead-even game between dead-even teams, and Northwestern played better. The quarterback played great. The offensive line completely dominated because it's good, and the better team won. That's what happened. Now, the coach wound up making a, a very questionable decision. And again, it is the kind that winds up getting these coaches when if you're in the position he's in, it gets him in even more trouble. I totally get it. I'm not in any way questioning a fan of Nebraska being outraged at that. But what I will not sit here and say, Nuno and or Bubba, did you guys watch that game? Either I, of you watch yeah, it? Yeah, I was watching it. Okay. Do you feel like the onside kick is the reason that Northwestern won the game? No, it just allows us to ha- have a talking point about it, right? Like, oh, how dear Scott Frost, here we go again. This guy deserves to be fired. Like, that's the thing. It's just a piling on point for that's us right. as fans. I completely agree with that. I completely agree. It gives you something easy to seize upon, particularly because, and I'm not critical of people for this, most people don't know Northwestern football very well. We're not Alabama. We're not even Nebraska. Although the truth is we've been better than Nebraska at football now for a long time. But there's so much more history, tradition, and attention paid to Nebraska. I totally get it. And so the question, the storyline coming out of that game is Scott Frost's job status. I understand that. I, I'm, I'm in this business. I fully understand that's what people are talking about. But what I will say is if you watched that game, if you actually watched every play of that game the way I did, then I don't know how you emerge from it saying, well, if not for the onside kick, Nebraska is going to win. If, that, if that's what you think, then you haven't watched these teams play. You haven't watched either of them play in recent years. Nebraska doesn't win close games, and Northwestern does. That's what happens. So to me, that was not the reason that game went the way that game went. Bubba, did you watch it or no? 
I did not. I was uh, driving down to uh, City Field for the Mets game on Saturday. <laughs> so, but my friend actually went to Northwestern, so he was following along in the back seat the whole time and giving me updates. All right. it, it, it was it was a terrific game and a terrific day. And again, if you're an Nebraska fan, I totally get it. You want a new coach yesterday, and I don't blame you for feeling that way. At any rate, that was overwhelmingly my favorite thing that happened in sports this weekend. My second favorite thing was Rory McIlroy, and I'll just take a quick minute on this here, was Rory McIlroy winning the Players' Championship. Uh, no, excuse me, winning the the the, um, the Tour Championship yesterday. Not because I was rooting against Scotty Scheffler, to be clear. For those of you who didn't watch it yesterday and you're not aware of what happened, Scheffler went into the final round of the Tour Championship yesterday with a six-shot lead over Rory McIlroy, and McIlroy ran him down. McIlroy opened the Tour Championship this weekend with a triple bogey, and he wound up winning the tournament and winning the FedEx Cup for the third time in his career. And what I'll say about that, and look, it felt like half the Tour left yesterday to go to live. And I'm not going to sit here and cast judgment on the players who were choosing to do that. If someone is putting a ridiculous amount of guaranteed money on the table in front of you, who am I to tell them they shouldn't take it? But what I will say is one who loves the sport as much as I love anything in the world, that to see it being torn apart the way it has been and is right now is heartbreaking. And at a moment when the tour in particular, which I will continue to follow, support, and love, desperately needed a leader and a hero for Rory McIlroy to step up the way he has as the spokesman and the leader for the PGA Tour to then step up and win the season-ending championship in the fashion that he did, that was exactly what the sport needed. Short of Tiger Woods winning, which was not a realistic possibility, I think this was the best thing that could have happened. So good for him. Good on roars, as they would say. We're back in a flash on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.